Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 180 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 67 to 60, uh, to seven, 67 to 70, uh, uh, covered in June the 21st to June the 27th. And today we're covering Doctrine and Covenants section 69. And there is more of a focus today on the idea of record keeping and keeping a history. Um, as we look at the context behind Doctrine and Covenants 69 and why it was given, uh, today we're going to turn to Revelations in Context. Um, and here it says, quote, a November 1831 revelation, now Doctrine and Covenants 69, directed Oliver Cowdery and John Whitmer to carry the manuscript revelations to Independence, Missouri, to have them published where W.W. Where w. Phelps had set up a printing press. Close quote. So this revelation is again directing the affairs of the church. Uh, again, it's, a, it's an important evidence of how the Lord needs to direct um, the not just the ministerial side of his church, but also the administerial side of his church, and that he will give us direction and guidance if we seek it. And for myself, serving the calling I have, you know, is a very um, useful and important uh, principle that to remember that even though sometimes, you know, it it's just feels like it's taking minutes and that's all that is involved in this particular aspect of the work, actually the Lord wants these minutes to be kept. He wants these records to be up to date. He wants the names of the, the, the members of this church to be as they should be. And I think that's an important point to make that, you know, we are able to make sure all things are in order as he did when he came to the Nephites. And we've talked about this on the previous podcast, a, pre- a previous podcast episode. But when he came to the Nephites, one of the things he discussed was the importance of writing the words of the prophets that had come before and asked why certain words from Samuel the Lamanite and others weren't there. And and he also gave them further records and things to write from Isaiah that they did not have. And so um, this is an important principle for us to understand. Um, it says, uh, quote, in July 1832, and before I carry on with the quote, actually, this obviously takes us beyond this focusing on this revelation. But I think, again, it gives us a bit of a background on John Whitmer who was the individual writing this, um, and just how his role as a historian developed, and, and he did a lot for the church as the years went by. It says, quote, In July 1832, Joseph encouraged, John, uh, encouraged Whitmer to remember the commandments to help to him to keep a history of the church and the gathering. Later that year, the prophet received another revelation that expanded John Whitmer's historical charge. It is the duty of the Lord's clerk, whom he has appointed to keep a history and a general church record of all things that transpire in Zion, and also the manner of life and the faith and works, of, and also of all the apostates. Whitmer thus kept his record of the young church for the duration of his membership, which ended in 1838. According to one group of historians, the history John Whitmer created illuminates many important concerns of the early church, including property issues, church discipline, the church, the New Jerusalem, the treatment of dissidents, and the establishment of a priesthood leadership hierarchy. Whitmer's work is particularly significant for the revelations, petitions, and letters that form a large part of his history. Close quote. So we can be grateful to John Whitmer for keeping that record, for keeping and for making sure his role as, for want of a better word, the Lord's clerk, um, in keeping the history and keeping these things together 
and making sure the records are up to date. Because if you didn't do that, that huge work, then a lot of the things that we have today, we wouldn't have. Um, and who knows how many more things we would have if other people had been as, as uh, dedicated in keeping their records intact and in place and up to date as John Whitmer did. I know, for example, Wilford Woodruff was another example of an individual who took very seriously the need to keep a, an accurate and up-to-date history and record of things. And as such, you know, there is currently a group working on the Wilford Woodruff papers, similar to how we have the Joseph Smith papers. And this is going to be a huge and momentous task because he kept so much and he recorded so much. And just imagine how much we're going to learn from these things. I think it's a really wonderful uh, thing. So let's go to Doctrine and Covenants 69 itself. There isn't really any verses that jumped out to me particularly as I studied this. It's only eight verses long. Not the shortest section we've had by any means. And we have covered eight, you know, less than eight verses in one episode before. Um, but there wasn't really as such uh, anything that stood out because it is very practical guidance. For example, in verse one, the Lord tells Oliver Cowdery uh, to not um, give him the commandments and monies when he travels to Zion. Um on his own and so therefore in verse 2 the lord says wherefore the lord i will at will that my servant john whitmer should go with my servant oliver cowdery and also that he shall continue in writing and making a history of all the important things which he shall observe and know concerning my church um so as we discussed in the context that's you know one of the main reasons we have this revelation is to send oliver cowdery and john whitmer to the land of zion to missouri independence missouri and get these things published as discussed in the conference that was had um, just, just recently. Also in verse 5, it says this, And also my servants who are abroad in the earth should send forth the accounts of their stewardships to the land of Zion. Now we have this idea of, you know, going out and doing the work of the Lord um, and then returning and reporting. And this is something that is evident in this chapter here. Uh, this is something which the Lord in, in requires of his servants that they send an account of their stewardship. Uh, and this is something which is which we do um, in a number of places in the church. For example, as missionaries, they would report, uh, well, certainly when I was on my mission, I presume still so now, they'd report on a daily basis to their leaders and so on, and what's happened, any success, blessings that have come, and so on. And that is a, a great um, blessing. Um, but also you have um, just the opportunity to do that to the Lord on a on a daily basis, every night. We are to pray morning and night. And as Elder Bednar taught many, well, I'm saying many, a number of years ago now, uh, in terms of praying always, that our, the way we pray always is one of the ways we do that through our morning and nighttime prayers. The morning prayer, setting out the day, thanking the Lord for this new day ahead of us and setting those goals with him. And then at the end of the day, referring back to the morning prayer which we had having considered the goals and tried to aim and strive for them and look for his hand in all things through the day uh, to then account back to him for our day and say you know and show our gratitude for his support in reaching those goals where perhaps we felt we could have perhaps done a little bit more to reach those goals and how we can you know change and, and do better with that tomorrow whatever those goals may be it could be absolutely anything and so it's um, a great reminder that about the importance of accounting back. Um, and again, verses seven and eight, more direction to John Whitmer to travel, to obtain knowledge, to teach. 
and, and so on. Uh, and I think that that is a, a great blessing because then in verse eight, it says, preaching and expounding, writing, copying, selecting and obtaining all the things which shall be good of, for the good of the church and for the rising generations that shall grow up on the land of Zion to possess it from generation to generation forever and ever. John Whitmer was, you know, the Lord was trying to remind him that his work would be, would have a legacy. And I think that as we consider how we are or where we are, what roles we have, and yes, referring to official church callings, but also just our allotment in life and where we are and who we have ministering responsibilities for, who we have interactions for and connections with. What legacy are we going to leave with those people? Are we going to have a legacy of the occasional phone call every few months? Are we going to have a legacy of an individual who would try to be like the saviour in reaching out and ministering as personally and as and as effectively as we could? You know, regularly, sure, absolutely, but making sure we just make, make sure we provide the support that that family needs in their way. I think that's an important consideration. Thank you very much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study. Join us tomorrow as we all finish off with Doctrine and Covenant section 70 for this week. Please do follow the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And also, um, please do email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if, if there's, again, any feedback you have. And please share what you've been studying on the Facebook group as well. That will really help develop this discussion further. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>